And hello there, everybody. Welcome in to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. So glad to have you along with us for the ride today as we continue our countdown to the end of this year. What a year it has been, 2022. And, you know, what we've tried to do with the Auto Remarketing Podcast is just to continue to bring forth those executives, those key people within the industry that are not only interesting, but uh, but have an interesting story to tell about their company and, and how they impact the, the used car market overall. And today, very happy to have along with us uh, Trent Broberg. Trent is the CEO at Assertus, and uh, Trent's been on with us uh, once before, but, but Trent, so glad to have an opportunity to spend some time with you today. Bill, a pleasure. Thanks for having us and, and representing Assertus here. And more importantly, thanks for what you do for the industry and putting on the conferences, this podcast, and many other publications out there. You know, it's helped me in learning and and uh, and understanding, keeping up to date on what's going on in the industry. So I'm sure it helps many others in the same breath. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate that, and we appreciate your team at Assertus too. We've worked with uh, with the group there for for many many years. Top notch people and really smart. I would say, and uh, it's always a pleasure to spend a little a little bit of time with you. And looking forward to our conversation today, Trent. And I, you know, it's timely. I, there there have been some you know natural disaster type things that have have really been impacting uh, Hurricane Ian. Uh, you mentioned Nicole is, is as we record this uh, on its way in as well. How has you know how have those uh, natural disasters, the hurricanes, and the after effects? How have those impacted your business? I'm, I'm sure it's, it's thrown a few challenges your way. Yeah, you, first and foremost, you know, we do have facilities. We've got transportation hubs uh, across the U.S., Canada, and Canada. And, you know, it impacts our partners first and foremost, our, our employees. So we support them and their families and, and make sure that they've got a stable condition so that it's right at home, so that it can be right at work. So that's that's primary. And that's true with our customers as well. We've gone out and helped some of our customers in, in several different ways to make sure that their partners are safe and they've got means and vehicles to move uh, or go to work or support a customer of customer. So that's primary. Secondary, when you look at the industry, you know, it creates a lot of chaos, creates a lot of disruption within the affected areas. There's a domino effect that happens in the automotive space where you've obviously got you know, if you think post-hurricane or post-natural disaster, you've kind of got a wave that happens. You've got obviously salvage. You've got many companies out there that are supporting those auctions and have to move the vehicles to centralized locations. I just took, I just saw some images of, of aftermaths of Hurricane Ian where you had fields of empty fields and then post-hurricane, they were just filled with 60,000 vehicles at a time. There were upwards an estimated 400,000 vehicles affected in that space. So it's a lot of chaos, a lot of effect to, to the families and, and, and businesses that are, that are out there. I know that, um, you know, I've talked with a few friends who are in that area and, you know, the, just the recovery time is just so long, you know, the, the, the subcontractors and the contractors and everything. I mean, it's months long in terms of, of a recovery. There's definitely a, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lagging effect, right? It's, there's just so much at once. When you look at the finished vehicle space, obviously you've got the salvage going out, but you also have inbound needs for mm. personal transportation. 
you know, rental car companies are are pushing cars. So we've supported many of the major rental car companies at moving, relocating assets down there as insurance companies start the process. You, you know, these, these people that are affected down there have got to get wheels. Those are typically in the form of rental cars. And as they move those around and subrogation happens with insurance companies, dealerships are the next wave. Now dealerships have to move. It's It's already hard enough to find the wholesale market and support their current dealership structures, but now they're moving down and many digital platforms are helping them reposition assets down into the affected areas so that as insurance companies, you know, finish their process, these these families are a lot are able to find vehicles that suit their needs at their local dealerships. And if they're not, people like Assertus and, and others out there that can support the needs with finding vehicles in other areas. And, you know, if they're acquiring those assets, we can do the title and registration in route and move them, move the vehicles from wherever they purchase it. You mentioned title and registration. I know you guys are are, are really invested in that area, doing, doing a ton of that type of work. Yeah, I'm currently calling from a, an acquisition we made out of our Kansas City facility. We're based in St. Louis, but have a, a huge office here that, that with fantastic people that are really driving Thailand registration forward from a digital perspective and connectivity perspective. So we're always trying to understand our platform economics and with the Assertus platform to try to bring in more services for our customers. Biggest pain point they see, and I continually hear with our fleet management, dealerships, and digital platforms and, and uh, digital retailing is typically Thailand registration. Mm. Yeah, how can we help there? And we're trying to trying to solve that for the industry. Trent, I've I've read something about it, but I'm not in it day to day, so I'm interested in in your thoughts. But uh, th- this rail strike, update us on that, and you know where you're seeing uh, that progressing, and what pace you see that progressing, and 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 what do you what do you anticipate as the the, the effects on on the industry, on the logistics industry, and 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 on your company? Yeah, look, the rail is a major player in all aspects of the supply chain. $2 billion are moved on the rail on a daily basis. Mm. When you break that down into the finished vehicle market, you know there's somewhere around 15 to 20,000 car loads, rail car loads, which, which each car load can handle about 10 to 15 automobiles regularly, you know, regular size automobiles, so to speak. So, you know, just simple math. You're talking about 150 to 200,000 vehicles per day the rail can handle. For every day a rail is shut down or not supported, it creates chaos that are not, it's not just one day, but it's really a bullwhip effect. It's this ripple effect downstream that takes a month to flush out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as the rail strike, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Everybody, all the sources I'm talking to, all of our partners, we do a ton of OEM business, a ton of kind of wholesale and, and I've got, you know, I've spent about 20 years in freight. So I've got a lot of contacts in the, in the rail side. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. And, you know, for the economy with the friction we've already got in the economy and the challenges with inflation and, and looming recession, I hope it doesn't happen. And I hope people can come to terms and, and the supply chain can continue to run freely. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. Let's talk about, you mentioned some of the inflationary pressures that are, are hitting the market. You know, certainly we, we can look at diesel prices and, and, and those types of things. How, how is that 
how are you dealing with that? I mean, what what have you made adjustments in terms of of what you're doing, or just having to having to just take on that extra cost? Yeah, fuel is an interesting, always an interesting topic because depending on the customers that you're dealing with, and we service the wholesale market and and new car markets, and they handle things very differently. So mm-hmm. obviously, you've got the wholesale market that are typically all in rate. You've got to understand that payable rate to the carriers, and fundamentally, the carriers move the industry. You've got to make sure that the carriers are supported, that they're paid immediately, same day or next day, and they're 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 obviously making a wage that supports all of their cost structure. One of which, and the fastest growing, is diesel prices. Mm-hmm. So you know, with OEMs and new cars, it's one aspect. But if you look at the wholesale market and obviously how we're we're supporting these carriers in a challenging time for them. We've got to make sure that that we're transparent with our pricing, that we're uh, we all understand what the cost of fuel looks like. So we provide a lot of data back to our customers, so that 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 fuel cost, which is typically a pass through for the industry, is understood, and not just going into a service's pocket. It's really finding a home back to those carriers, so they can fill the saddles in their trucks and keep keep the wheels turning to support the industry. I think you're going to see a continued increase in diesel prices. So we've just got to make sure that we're continually transparent with these carriers and supporting them and their families, particularly going into the holidays where there's obviously a lot of demand for diesel. Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. My name is Bill Zadites, and I am visiting today with Trent Broberg. Trent is the CEO at Assertus and talking about some of the, the market conditions and so forth. And Trent, in your position, you've got a really good view of both the wholesale and the retail market, kind of an encapsulating view of, of what you're seeing. What, what, what's your read on the used car market and, and, and what are you seeing from both the retail side and, and from the wholesale side in terms of market conditions? I think the biggest trend right now is still a wait and see approach. Obviously, interest rates are increasing, the automotive you know, loan or, or interest rates hasn't quite gone up as fast as you would see in the mortgage industry. But it's just a wait and see, right? Nobody wants to buy high and sell low. So, you know, within the within the the, the wholesale side of, of the business, we've seen some pickup, some repositioning of assets, but but not as much as you typically would see. So a lot of these large dealership groups or a lot of, you know, even FMCs and so forth who would be typically repositioning some of their vehicles regularly are kind of holding out to understand which markets are strong and which markets might not be so strong uh, to take advantage of the arbitrage they they typically would with pricing power. So I think that's a big trend. Uh, I also see, you know, uh, you know, the, the FMCs, the rental car companies, and some of these other uh, entities that have a different business model or obviously depreciation schedules are, are finally starting to acquire vehicles. And some of those vehicles are obviously from the wholesale market. So they've changed their models a little bit where they're buying from consumers. And that's true with dealerships, right? We're in in driveways every day picking up vehicles that were sold to digital platforms or dealerships because it's a new mean it's a new means uh, to acquire inventory where otherwise you would have just gone to an auction or a physical auction space. So I think, you know, in some aspects COVID was a catalyst and, and a positive because it really advanced the industry forward for other means for industry and, or for, for inventory acquisition and divestiture. 
when you look at the way things have unfolded, I mean, certainly from the assertive standpoint, really creating some a lot of efficiencies through that uh, direct-to-consumer delivery and, and doing those types of things, probably something that you were dabbling in, but, but now it's become a, a much bigger part of your business. Yeah, the reality is we kind of fell into it. So we've been supporting fleet management companies in, the, in their business for 20 plus years with an acquisition we made out of Alpharetta, Georgia. We're already dealing with a B2C type play uh, with a customer of customer. And as this digital retailing evolved, obviously a big catalyst there was Harvon and stepping into that space and then many others following suit. We have you know, just continued to rebuild and refactor our transportation facilities to be able to support this final mile white glove delivery or pickup. I think that's slowed down a little bit, obviously, as you've seen in the industry. Mm-hmm. People aren't quite selling their vehicles as fast as they, they once were because they can't find a replacement. So I think there's a lot of pressure for some of these. And you see it in the public space with some of the, the valuations out there with some of these platforms to really reinvent themselves, cost control, partner rather than insource everything. How can you you focus on what you do best and really outsource maybe other opportunities where, where you might not be as good? Trent, you mentioned the Alpharetta, Georgia location. Um, you're in Kansas City today, your Thailand registration hub. Without tipping too much of the hand, what areas of the business are you investing in and and what piques your curiosity in terms of uh, what, the, what the next investments are within the Assertus brand? We fundamentally have changed the way we look at Assertus and, and we believe and, and we're investing in the Assertus platform. The Assertus platform is, a, is an API-first driven platform that, that we're looking to connect everywhere we can and, and really be pervasive in the industry. So our investments are really centered around whether they be day-to-day uh, or capital investments to, to build out this platform that just enables the industry through logistics, Thailand registration, storage, care and maintenance, and everything needed in the finished vehicle space. So as a digital platform, a physical brick and mortar, an auction, or an OEM comes online into the Assertus platform, they can really just pick and choose what they need. They might not need all the services that we provide. And it might just be a middle mile or a final mile delivery, or they might need you know, all of our, all six of our products or many more that we can service. So that's really the focus and the investment. And, and we've got this new term that actually I'll be introducing this week to the Assertus Nation and all of our partners here, which is One Assertus. And that One Assertus is really a, a product of uh, integrations and the platform itself to then drive uh, the industry forward. No, that's exciting. That That's exciting. That's very cool. Trent, let's give the audience, if you would, I like to do this from time to time with different people that I speak with, and especially those people who are in, in the role of a CEO. Uh, you don't accidentally become a CEO, right? So what what is, uh, tell us a bit about your professional background and, and your career path that that's kind of landed you uh, in, in the lead role at Assertus? That's an interesting question. You know, I've got this, I've got a few different philosophies that I work from and the harder you work, the more lucky you get that old <laughs> moniker, which I think, yeah. yeah, there is some luck associated to everything we do and, and timing, but, but you can really control that. And I started, you know, in, in logistics, I spent about almost 20 years in freight through various entities, primarily with a technology plant to it. And 
most recently built a helped to build a and and lead a, a platform that was one of the largest in the freight environment and and we were enabled matching and and a lot of the the advances in technology that the freight environment has seen and and when I look at Assertus and was looking at what my next move would be and wanted to spread my wings and try out a different adjacent business I found Assertus who was already leading the pack and the biggest in the business and had some great technology and and saw this vision and had a vision for platform economics here. And that's really what drove me to assert us. We've got great people. You've got a founder and that many people in the industry know and Bill Billiter and, and, and Scott Nays. And they had created a fantastic culture and culture of winning and growth. And I just wanted to be a part. Jumped on and then, then in the role, we really try to focus on, you know, instilling confidence in our partners. First and foremost, across the entire service nation, we call them partners, not employees, mm-hmm. delivering scalable results. So as you think about platform and assertive, and how do we scale that platform versus ones, you know, custom bespoke offerings, which we, we can still do, but, and then just be the easiest to do business with. Yeah. Very pragmatic approach. Yeah. No, very smart. Absolutely. You are listening to the voice of Trent Broberg. Trent is the CEO at Assertus and joining us today as we talk about some of the issues impacting the logistics industry and some of the opportunities for the logistics industry and, and many other areas. We talked title and registration a little bit earlier and and how they're uh, they're advancing and, and the volume that they're handling for their customers there, some of that last mile stuff as well. But Trent, in the, in the final couple of minutes that we have together here today, and again, thank you for, for taking some time with us here on the Auto Remarketing Podcast, but this time of year kind of lends itself to uh, an opportunity to not only look backward uh, at the year that, that we're closing out, but also a, a bit of an opportunity to, to, to look ahead. And, and certainly there, there are going to be economic impacts and, and so forth. That, that, that is going to happen every year. There's going to be something that we're going to have to deal with. It's just the, the nature of business and the nature of economies. But, but what excites you about, about the used car industry? What excites you about Assertus as, as we, as we kind of count the days down here for 2022 and, and turn the page into, into a new year? It's only up from here, Bill. You mentioned that there's disruptions every year. There's always disruptions. As leaders in the industry, we've got to, you know, maintain calm and, and, and establish partnerships. When I look back, I've been at Assertus now for a year and a half and, and we've had headwinds and the industry's had headwinds for over a year and a half. So I haven't quite seen where you've seen the retail and wholesale and new car markets moving forward. Definitely looking forward to a little normality if, if there is such a thing out there. I suspect we've got a new norm coming. There's the ability to adapt and change and, and, and focus on, on helping our customers and customer of customers in a new era of, of you know, digital and, and, uh, and in-person retailing for, for vehicles in the wholesale market. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to, to continue the partnership with Used Car Week. And, you know, we've got some partners here that are recognized 40 under 40 and women yeah. in marketing both here at at Assertus and, and Danielle Austin and Z Creech. So congrats to them. I wanted to give them a shout out for the program and what they're doing for Assertus and the Assertus Nation. Yeah, you've got a great team. You really do. 
This is Trent Broberg. Trent is the CEO at Assertus and has been spending some time with us today. Trent, uh, again, man, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on on everything that is happening with the company. Uh, I'm excited to hear more about the one Assertus Pro as you as you bring that forward. I think that's going to be exciting for the company. But but thank you again for 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 spending some time with us today. Thanks, Bill. Be safe and uh, let's have a great a great 2023. Looking forward to it again. Trent Broberg, the CEO at Assertus. We want to thank you, our listeners, for dialing in and taking in the Auto Remarketing Podcast. The The number of listens this year is just through the roof, and, uh, and we cannot thank you enough for that. Hope you continue to stay tuned as we have more and more conversations, uh, especially coming out of Used Car Week. I know we're going to have a ton of great conversations and, and content for you right here on the Auto Remarketing Podcast. Well, once again, thank you for tuning in. My name is Bill Zadites. Again, we thank you for listening in. This is the Auto Remarketing Podcast, and we'll see you right back here next time.